The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. This story is found in Visions of Greatness, also volume 8, and it's on page 189. There's this Jew, his name is, I think, Rodovid Blue Grom, who's from Baltimore, and he's a mashkiach. Now, he would go traveling literally any place. If the OU or Sarkay, whoever it was, the organization that he worked for, they told him that he needed someone to go. He was a fearless person. He did what he needed to do. And they told him, listen, we have a plant on the Nile River in Egypt. No one really wants to go there. It's not a popular place. Would you mind going there? Absolutely, I'll go there, sure. He went there. And he decided once he's already in Eretz Israel, you know, might as well stop off and go to Eretz HaKodesh. Might as well go to Eretz Israel. Fine. Once he's in Mitzrayim, he's in Egypt, he'll go to Eretz Israel. So he did his work, did his Ashkacha work. After he finished his Ashkacha work, he hopped on a plane from Cairo to, to Lud. And he comes to the airport, gets off the airport, and gets off the airplane, excuse me, in the airport, and he's not feeling it himself. He doesn't feel so good. He checks into his hotel, and he really doesn't feel good. So he quickly calls a taxi and tells him, just take me to the quickest hospital, take him to the hospital. And when he gets to the hospital, he passes out. The next thing he knew, he woke up surrounded by his entire family and everyone was like, when they saw him. Now, we're going to switch from his role to the family's role. What happened? When he passed out in the hospital, they rushed him into ICU and they saw he had absolute organ failure. He started flatlining a few times. Organ failure, he was a mess. And the doctors quickly called up the family. They found out because they had his ID. And they looked and they saw his identification papers, his passport. They were able to contact the family. They said, you've got to get on a plane here. He's, he's, he's about to go. He's, there's no question about it. And uh, they were preparing for the worst. When they came to the hospital, they asked the doctor, what's going on? He says, there's something called West Nile virus. They're like, yeah. He says, that shuts down all the organs. And also, he has two more very deadly viruses. I mean, he's basically a goner. So they didn't know what to do. So, like any good Jew, they, it's very painful to even say these words, they went to Reb Chaim Kanievsky Zatzal, and they asked him, what should they do? Reb Chaim told him, the Gemara tells us, Mikan niten reshut lerofeh HaKadosh Baruch Hu allows a rofeh, he allows a healer, a doctor, to do his job to heal. He says, they're not in charge of mi yechiel mi amut. That's not them. They decide if a person should be healed or not, but not if they deserve to die or not. That's not their business. He says, quickly have Reb Paleh, who's known to be a very big tzaddik, tell him to take a minyan and daven in certain kvarim, or the kotel, I'm not exactly sure where he said to pray, and change his name, add a new name, and with Hashem, you'll see him come out, you'll see Yeshuot. So that happened once. They did, they were about to pull the plug, the family had to be there, they're arguing with the doctor, we don't agree with that. Anyways, long story short, miraculously, within a, an hour, which made absolute no sense, within an hour, he was sitting up in his bed, pulling off some of the wires, because he felt uncomfortable. The doctor said he was a miracle. It made absolutely no sense how that was even how that was even possible. When he was able to talk, he whispered to one of the relatives who were there, and he says, could you please do me a favor? Can you please ask Nesimia again? I need to speak with him. Nesimia again? Okay. Big, Adam Chashur, a big Rosh Koda. Fine. So they bring him Nesimia again, and Nesimia again says, yeah. He says, I have regards from you. 
regards from who. He says, I don't know what his name is, but it was an uh, elderly Jew. I think it was an Iraqi Jew. And he started describing him. I don't know if he again turned white when he said that. He described him exactly. He's had a long white beard, beautiful eyes. And he, he says, oh my gosh. He says, what happened? What happened? He says, let me tell you this story. If he again says, a number of weeks ago, my kolel were literally at the verge of bankruptcy. We, my mash had nothing. It came Thursday. I had no money in the bank to pay the Avrechim. Avrechim came to me Thursday. Are we going to get checks tomorrow on, on Erev Shabbat? He says, Hashem, everything's going to be good. Came out of Shabbat. <laughs> he said, what am I going to do? I, I'm sorry, I don't have. People kept quiet. They said, okay, fine, hopefully after. He says, Hashem, after Shabbat, there'll be Yeshuot. Okay. Come on Sunday. So what happened was, oh, I forgot to say this part. He borrowed money from his uncle. His uncle lent him $10,000. He says, I'll lend you on one condition. When I need it back, you have to give it to me immediately. He says, okay, uncle, whatever, I promise I'll give it to you. Yes. So he was able to pay the Avrechim. And then uh, he ran out of money again. And uh, he needed money again. And then when he was at a low point again, suddenly he gets a knock on his door. And who is it? It's the uncle. And he says, Reb Nisim, I want my money back. He says, Uncle, I'm really sorry, but can I please have two days? I told you I need the money right away. Please, two days. He says, two days. And that was on that out of Shabbat. So came, Motzei Shabbat. Again, I'm seeing again, wasn't thinking about it, nothing. No money, zero with Hashem. Came Sunday, and now comes Sunday, and he's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So, all the Avrechim are waiting in the room, right next to the office. Jeremy shuts the door. He goes into the corner and he starts dominating to Hashem, praying to Hashem. He says, Hashem, who am I? I'm a nobody. I'm just your shaliach. I just want Avrechim to learn. I don't want anything more than that. You know, I'm not doing this for my own glory. I'm doing this for you, Bode Elam. Please. Ana Hashem, Oshiana. Ana Hashem, Matzlichana. Hashem, I beg you, please save me. The Avrechim need money. I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing this for you, please. But then he starts crying. Suddenly, here's a soft knock on the door. And when he turns around, he sees an elderly Jew with a long white beard. He couldn't believe it. He's like, what in the world? How did he even get into the door? The door was locked. He got into the door somehow. He says, Reb Nisim, you need money for your Avrechim? He says, yeah. He says, here, you are in charge of Hashem's Otsar. Hashem's treasure is Avrechim. So Hashem will make sure that you get an otzad. You're also going to get a treasure too. Here, take this money, pay Avrechim. Excuse me, but who are you? I'm an old man. Don't worry about me. Then he put the money down. And I was, was looking at the money. Before I had a chance to get up and say, thank you to the person, the person spun around and he ran really fast, much quicker than someone that age could look like he could run. He ran away. And Nisim was convinced it was Eliyahu Anavi. Not even a question. Coming back to this mashkiach, he told him, listen again, I have regards from you, from this person. He came to me when I was in Olam Ha'emet, and I thought I was going to stay, and my father told me, no, you have to go back, and all my relatives that I haven't seen in a long time, people that I looked up to, Tzadikim, Tzadikim, they were all there, so glad to see me, I wanted to stay, but my father kept pushing me back, he says, you got to go back, and then suddenly I see this holy Jew come to me, he says, give regards to him, again, and tell him about a certain thing that he needs to know about. And Nisinia again was so shaken up by that. He was, wow, amazing. And the story continues that when he finally fully recuperated, this man wanted to go to Rav Chaim to thank him. Again, the Rav Rashman 23, 
When we came to Rav Chaim's apartment, Rav Chaim got up and said, Baruch Mechayim Etim. He says, you were only revived from the dead because you made sure to always check for Kashrut and do the right thing and always follow that Torah. And the people who are around you, they wanted to do the right thing as well. That shows you that when you listen to Chachamim, Divrei Tzadikim, even when it looks hopeless, Borei Olam is going to give you Yeshua. He's going to make sure that what seems impossible, possible. Because you believe in impossible, the possible is going to happen. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire dot org.